Hey y'all and welcome back to another episode of Christian Girls Pop. I am excited to continue on with our Sunday School Stories theme for the year of 2023. This episode is going to be amazing, I can already tell you, because God is here and I know exactly like I know that who whoever's going to be listening to this is exactly who needs to be listening and I'm excited for what is shared and how this episode will bless you. So this week we're going to be talking about the story of Saul and I have guest speaker Miss Taylor Muthoka. I'm very excited for y'all to get to know a little bit about her and to hear um, what the Lord shares through her. She's a wife, a mom and she's actually the founder of a ministry titled Freedom Hub International and I'll let her speak more about that later on. Um, but she is an advocate for helping women get freedom from addictions to pornography. Um, through that ministry, they have freedom coaches and resources and so much more. Um, and she also is just a strong woman of God who um, has been walking with the Lord. And so I'm excited to just allow her to share what she's learned over the years. And so without further ado, welcome, Taylor. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for having me on. I'm excited to just dive into the subject with you and get into the word of God. I'm yeah. ready for it. Let's do it. I'm excited. So as y'all know, for Sunday School Stories, each week we pick a different story in the Bible. Some of them you may have heard, some of them you may have not, um, but we call them Sunday School Stories because they're more of the stories that are taught on Sunday morning during kids' little classrooms. This story, though, it may catch you a little bit off guard. You may have heard of the name of the person that we're going to be talking about, but maybe not this specific part of his story. So we're going to be in 1 Samuel chapter 20. And we're going to be talking about the story of Saul, specifically with Saul consulting a medium. Y'all, it's about to get good. It's about to get juicy. Some people are already like, oh no, where are we going with this? Just hang on. It's going to be good. Um, so I want to give a little bit of background context before I turn it over to Taylor. Um, so Saul, you may have heard of the name. This is not New Testament Saul that eventually was called Paul. This is a whole different guy. Old Testament. You can find a lot of his story in 1 Samuel, and he was a king of Israel. Now, most people know him as one of the bad guys because he, he did quite a bit of wrong during his time as king. Um, he was anointed by Samuel to be king, and then he just ran rampant and things got crazy. And eventually, David got anointed as king after Saul. Now, we know David. A lot of us have heard of David, David and Goliath, dating, fighting the lions and the bears. That's the same David. Um, this Saul, this King Saul, actually tried to kill David on multiple occurrences due to his jealousy and envy. So that just paints the picture of what kind of guy he is. He was not right in the eyes of the Lord. He was not living in obedience to what God had um, and wanted him to do and how he wanted him to lead the people. And so we're catching up here to, um, to chapter 28. Samuel, who came before him, has died. And now Saul is grieving his death. And he was not supposed to do this, but this is what he did. He chose to consult a medium. Um, this is someone that basically believes that, you know, they can speak to the dead and um, they're the middle ground between you and the spirit realm um, or those that are dead. So this is where we're catching up here. Taylor, I want to turn it over to you. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah. So I just to um, kind of give some background, I really wanted to talk about Saul because Personally, I can relate to him a lot. And I feel like we always talk about David because David's like really fun and, and nice to compare ourselves to because he's the good guy. He did all these righteous things and we can find ourselves in that. 
but I feel like we can find ourselves a lot like Saul as well. And in so many instances, so many circumstances. And so I wanted to dive into that, especially on the topic of pornography and lust and masturbation. So kind of have that in your mind as I'm reading it. So I'm going to start in 1 Samuel 28 at verse 3, where it says, Now Samuel was dead, and all Israel had mourned for him and buried him in his own town of Ramah. Saul had expelled the mediums and spiritists from the land. Philistines assembled and came and set up camp at Shunem, while Saul gathered all Israel and set up camp in Gilboa. When Saul, when Saul saw the Philistine army, he was afraid. Terror filled his heart. He inquired of the Lord, but the Lord did not answer him by dreams or Urim or prophets. Saul then said to his attendants, find me a woman who is a medium so that I may go and inquire of her. So I just want to pause there real quick. So something that is important to like point out in that story is Saul, like it said, got rid of the mediums and those who claimed to talk to the dead. So Saul did this in the early days when he was under Samuel's leadership. But fast forward to here, Saul gets really scared because he had to go into battle with the Philistines and now he doesn't know what to do. So he called on God and he prayed and he was hoping that God would show up somehow but he did it and God purposely didn't answer him. And so since Saul didn't care to obey what God had already asked of him, God didn't reveal any more to him. So what did Saul do? He settled with the next best thing. And for him, that was a medium. And he thought it would give him the answers and comfort that he needed. But Saul had been ignoring God's voice for so long that the very thing he used to have conviction to run away from is the very thing that he's running to. So his mind wasn't clear. He wasn't walking in alignment with God or God's word. And he hasn't for a while. And so I personally can relate to this because when I'm not surrendered, I find myself doing or saying things that are not obedient to God's word. And I end up settling for counterfeit. Like it might be good or it might be like kind of on the line, but it's not God. And so for me, I was addicted to pornography for nine years. And for the later half of that time, I kept choosing it, even though I knew it was a sin, because it was an easy fix. It's what brought me comfort. When I was struggling with rejection in middle school, and when I'd go home crying, the enemy would tempt me in those moments. And I, in those moments, and I felt like that, wanting that instant relief. Um, and so instead of waiting on the Lord for his peace, Instead of surrendering and giving my time to the word of God, which would encourage me, the easy way of dealing with that hurt was pornography. So I could step into another universe for a minute and be loved. I could feel for just a minute that a man thought I was beautiful or just for a minute I would feel safe, but that's as long as it lasted, maybe a minute. And when reality sets in, you realize that it was all a high and it was fake. So if we keep reading in verse eight, it says, so Saul disguised himself, putting on other clothes. And at night, he and two men went to the woman. And I that's a key verse right there that shows that he knew what he was doing and he didn't want to get caught. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and how many times do we do that as well? We don't want to get caught. We know, you know. So if we keep reading, it says, Consult a spirit for me, he said, and bring up for me the one I name. 
But the woman said to him, surely, you know what Saul has done. He has cut off the mediums and spiritists from the land. So why have you set a trap for my life to bring about my death? And Saul swore to her by the Lord, as surely as the Lord lives, you will not be punished for this. Then the woman asked, whom shall I bring up for you? Bring up Samuel, he said. When the woman saw Samuel, she cried out the top of her voice and said to Saul, why have you deceived me? You are Saul. The king said to her, don't be afraid. What do you see? And the woman said, I see a ghostly figure coming up out of the earth. Well, what does he look like? He asked. An old man wearing a robe is coming up, she said. Then Saul knew it was Samuel, and he bowed down and prostrated himself with his face to the ground. Samuel said to Saul, why have you disturbed me by bringing me up? I'm in great distress, Saul said. The Philistines are fighting against me, and God has departed from me. He, is, he no longer answers me, either by prophets or by dreams. So I have called on you to tell me what to do. And Samuel said, why do you consult me? Now that the Lord has departed from you and become your enemy, the Lord has done what he predicted through me. The Lord has torn the kingdom out of your hands as given it to one of your neighbors, to David, because you did not obey the Lord or carry out his fierce wrath against the Amalekites. The Lord has done this to you today. The Lord will deliver both Israel and you into the hands of the Philistines. And tomorrow you and your sons will be with me. The Lord will also give the army of Israel into the hands of the Philistines. Immediately Saul fell full length on the ground, filled with fear because of Samuel's words, and his strength was gone, for he had eaten nothing all that day and all that night. And then it talks about how um, he was greatly shaken and that this medium, even though she is not godly, is trying to give him food because he's not eating. And him and um, Saul's two men tried to get him to eat. He eventually eats, right? So let me just, I know that was a lot, but let me go back real quick. Saul uses a medium to talk to Samuel to get answers right, but it was also for affirmation. So it was to get answers, but he specifically sought after Samuel because of affirmation, because Samuel used to be Saul's spiritual leader. And the last time Saul was walking in his anointing and the spirit of God was with him was under Samuel. So Saul wanted to go to the next thing that would affirm him the person in his life that he'd go to, the person in his life that would give him some type of quick answer or fix or would hear from God for him. And even though his mentor was dead and that required him to, that required him to do something that God disapproved of, he still did it. So did Saul get what he was looking for? No, he didn't. And instead, Saul was reminded by his leader, by, by Samuel, that because of his disobedience previously, that not only will he die now, as well as his sons, and fall under the battle of the Philistines, but that his God disapproves of him, that his God is against him. And you see how much that affected him when it says he fell to the ground and didn't even want to eat. Because it's not that Saul didn't care about God, because Saul really cared about God. God used Saul to do incredible things. And... um. And he was under the influence of God for a very long time. But what the story of Saul really shows us is that we can be called to do all these great things for God. We can even be a part in some of them. But if our heart isn't in a posture of humility and surrender like David's, then we will miss out on the fullness of it. We will settle with what 
looks and sounds good rather than what is God. And we will lose focus of the most important thing. And that is a relationship with God. But, you know, now we get to experience what Saul didn't. And that's because of the death and resurrection of God, of God's son, Jesus, that we get to experience freedom and forgiveness of our sins. And instead of being rejected by God, because of our sins, we're now embraced with his love and his mercy. So when we sin, we're given opportunities to repent and turn away from it, right? And we also don't have to feel that shame that Saul did. And yeah. that's that's key, right? Yeah, I, I love so many good points of what you shared. And that's why I didn't interrupt. I was like, girl, teach them, give the people what they want to hear. Yes. Um, but a couple of things that I wanted to bring up, um, you talked about, you talked about the fact of how he basically went back and reverted on something that he had made a decision on. And we definitely do that. And some people may hear that and be like, well, I don't struggle with pornography, so I'm fine. No, there's things, if it's not pornography, it's guys, it's drugs. It's, there's something that if you are not, like you said, surrendered and, um, humble before God, that thing will try to come back and, and, basically bring you back into a place where you know that's not good like there's nothing good that comes from this or if I think something good does come from this it is temporary and you know and that's when we have to make sure that we are surrendered unto God because if not we will go and do things that we never thought possible like for him he literally put mediums away and here he is doing it and for us we will say I would never go that far I would never end up in that sin that specific thing a lot of people that end up in those sins don't think that they would, but little by little, the enemy creeps in. He deceives. He's the great deceiver. Like that's what he does. He wants you yeah. to believe this isn't as bad as you think. This won't take you as far as you think it will. Yeah. And look at Saul. Like he really thought like this will be a good idea. And it turned out yeah. to be so completely opposite for him. Yeah. And, and the other thing that I wanted to bring up, yes, the affirmation, he was like, maybe I'll get it from here. And it just ended up worse for him. And that mm -hmm. is like picture textbook, like exactly what it looks like when we try to find things outside of God. And we yeah. think, I just will, it's just, I'll go find it over here. It won't be that bad. I can actually just go right there. It's fine. No, like we think this will satisfy. And I know that it sounds churchy, but literally nothing else will satisfy. And that's coming from someone who's tried a lot of things to try to get that satisfaction. And it's it's nothing compared to the peace that comes from Jesus and the wholeness that is found in a relationship with him, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it you're exactly right. And it points back like when we look at this story, it's it's not that just like one day Saul just woke up and just decided to just now I'm going to go back on what I said I'd do. It was a gradual, it was his whole, like you look back at his whole life and you see that really it was constant partial obedience and partial obedience is disobedience. So the more he ignored the voice of God, the more he got comfortable in doing his own thing. And then at, then at this point, God was like, but well, you're not listening to anything that I'm saying. Yeah, that and is now, so good. I'm sorry, what were you going to say? No, it's okay. And then now you want to hear my word and you want to follow what I'm saying, but I'm not going to give it to you. Yeah. And it ended up, you know, all being a part of the story, all being a part of what God had planned with David becoming king and everything like that. But it's like 
again, Saul was, Saul was anointed. Saul was being used by God, but slowly, but surely, even the littlest of things like God asking Saul to, um, bring back, I think it it was cattle and other things with him from a battle. Yeah. He didn't. He was like, nah, I'm good. Like, and, I'm and gonna choose the not- yeah <laughs> it's like God is literally telling you like just get it but it's like even the littlest thing to him it was the partial obedience right it's like okay he won the bottle but he didn't get that it just it began this thing in his heart where now it's it's pride pride building up his heart becoming hardened and where he thought I you know worship me I'm the one that gets to make the decisions here but I'll fall back on God when I really need something. And again, how many times do we do that? Yeah. There's just so much to learn from Saul. Yeah. He's a, he has a lot of what not to do. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Through his story, but yeah, partial disobedience. We think, oh, well, I did a little bit and God does not want a little bit. He did not die a little bit. He did not resurrect a little bit. So therefore we don't get to give him a little bit of obedience and assume that that's enough. And, and so we could look at this without the context of what you just shared and be like, how dare God like tell him that, you know, his kingdom is going to be taken away and that he's not going to, you know, be able to receive blessings and that he's going to be judged. But we have to understand at some point there has to be a judgment for our sins. And so many times I, yes, God is love. God is gracious. He's merciful. He's also just, and he's also holy. And because he's holy, his holiness requires us um, to live according to his word and to live a life that's pleasing to him and if we're not like there are there is judgment to come from that and so we do have to understand at some point God's like okay you don't want to listen I will you know I'll make something happen um but yes so much to learn about Saul and we can definitely and if we think we can't see ourselves in Saul then we're we're being like Saul already so Exactly. That's like when people say, I'm so humble. I'm like, okay, as soon as you say you're humble, you're not humble. I'm like, oh, okay, that just went out the window. <laughs> yeah. No, man, that's, I, I love the revelation that you shared on that. And it really just brings the story to life. I love Old Testament and bringing Old Testament books to life because I feel like everyone loves the New Testament. And yes, I do too. Jesus is here on earth and the gospels and the apostles and it's amazing. But there's so much obviously to be learned from the Old Testament or else it wouldn't be in here. And so we can see that, yes, it was Old Testament, but there's still so much that we can learn that they were humans just like we were. And so we can pick apart their stories and really dive in. And one thing I just, I really want to go back to again is specifically for women that are listening that are either silently struggling or have reached out for accountability regarding pornography. I just want to encourage you in knowing that it will always be worth it to choose Christ and to deny your flesh and to know that he's the one that satisfies. And I know that it's hard to kind of rewire your mind after running to porn for so long, after running to masturbation, after lusting all the time, and that being the thing that brings you satisfaction, I understand that it may take time for you to rewire your mind, but know that you can't keep doing the same thing over and over again. Like Taylor said, nine years, mine was seven years. And we know that it's not worth it. Like it doesn't get better after year, you know, there's not a, a year mark where it's like, oh, okay, now it's acceptable or now it will satisfy lust never satisfies 
and it only just increases in perversion and and the need just only intensifies and it just pulls you further and further from God just like Taylor said regarding Saul's journey he wanted to live a life for God but little by little that disobedience will kick in and I, I remember even in my own story, I remember when I used to be so convicted about watching porn, but after a while, it got to the point where I was kind of numb to it. And yeah, that's that's definitely. what scared me the most. When the yeah. conviction, I didn't even really feel it anymore. I was like, okay, this is really bad. Like, I know I am full-blown addicted. I know that I am really in a bad place where I don't even care, like where I'm willing, just like Saul, to just, just revert on everything I know. Because for me, I was, you know, I was a church girl. I, my dad's a minister. Like I was in church my entire life. I knew it was wrong. And, and that's why I had to, you know, disguise myself like Saul and always creep yeah. around and hide it. I knew that it was wrong, but little by little, the more I did it, the less I cared about the consequences. But I just want to encourage those that are listening or those that are watching, just run back to him. I know it may be hard, it will be a process and a journey, but don't keep doing the same thing and running to other things, thinking that it will satisfy because in the end, it never, never will. Yeah, that's so good. And I think like the key like thing that you said is, or that you're talking about is it's like, there is a route to this sin issue that's on the surface. And so it's important just to understand and see that because I, I also just want to say like, because we're talking about Saul, we're talking about Old Testament, to overemphasize grace on this as well, um, that if you are listening and you are struggling with pornography or masturbation and you feel that shame and feel that guilt, I just want to release you right now so that you, and for you to know you are obviously not alone. We're talking about this, that so many women struggle with this, um, but it usually starts, you know, when we're either, when we're young or there's some type of influence in our life that leads us and opens this door. And for me, I was exposed to it when I was eight years old by a friend. And it, for me, from the beginning became comfort because I was molested just a year or two before being exposed to pornography. So when I saw the things I did on the internet, it reminded me of the things I had already experienced that at that time I didn't know were, were wrong. Right. Because I was so young and so innocent, even watching pornography at that time, had no idea the implications, had no idea. So there is so much grace, especially on children, on being exposed and not knowing that what you're watching isn't good for your soul, your mind, or even knowing that it's a sin. Um, because where's the church is kind of, they're talking about it more, thankfully. But when for me, I wasn't, there was no resources. I remember when I was like 12 years old, looking up on the internet, um, how do I stop watching porn or is masturbation a sin? And they're literally being like zero results. All you or, get is like the little wiki answers of like random people. <laughs> exactly. No, that's that is true. Exactly. But. Yeah, it was probably there, but it's like nothing like solid, nothing no. solid. And so you're trying to figure it out yourself. Um, and for me, I, at 12 years old, I heard about pornography being a, a sin in church for the first time. And when they talked about it, they were, the pastor literally said, okay, I'm going to talk to the boys real quick and started talking to the boys and mentioned pornography, like said the word maybe one time and was saying like, don't do that. You shouldn't watch. I'm some, I'm paraphrasing. Um, and I just remember sitting in my seat and just like shaking and crying, like without people seeing um, because 
for one, I'm just now finding out that this was a sin, but two, only boys struggle with it. So I'm like really dirty. I'm like really bad. Right. And like you and I talked on this before we jumped on, it's like, it's a silent thing, especially within women. Like I still hear to this day, when I talk to people about what I do, like grown adults or just even girls my age will be like, I didn't know girls struggle with that. <laughs> every time, every it's time. Crazy because I'm like, you're a woman as well. And that's great and struggle with it. But the fact that even within your, like your friend group, it's not being talked about because there's so much shame on it. So with that said, if anyone's listening to this, I want you to re- just be released from that yes. and understand and know that God has so much grace for you and he loves you so much and for God honestly he could care less about this this sin he really cares about your heart and really cares about that relationship with you and this is not to say oh you you must have a bad relationship with God if you're struggling in this area no just like Stephanie said I was involved in church I I've been following the Lord since I was a little kid and I was serving in church. I was on the worship team and I had this thing that was in secret that I wasn't talking about. Um, But that's the thing. That's the most important thing is talking about is first taking that step and confessing it. And when we confess our sins, the Lord said he will heal us, that he will forgive us. And when I confessed, when I was, um, I was like around 15, um, I thought, wow, like, I'm good now. Right. And I wasn't good. (laughs) I still struggled, but it took a weight off. And I also was able to talk about it with someone and they were, they were able to tell me like Taylor, first of all, I'm proud of you for talking about, I'm proud of you for saying it. Um, I'll be praying for you and just bringing it into light. Um, I didn't immediately get accountability. Like I would have hoped, um, but I was able to just bring it out in light and then it became easier for me to talk about it. And when we have people like come into that place where it was so dark, where the enemy wanted to keep silent, then we will start to see healing in our life because you can have someone like Stephanie or someone like me or someone you trust speak into that area, speak it in with the word of God, or maybe it's even just for you with someone figuring out, okay, what is the root of my addiction? Like, how did I even start pornography? Like thinking back, like how old was I and why did someone show it to me? Did I start masturbating first? Um, Or do I go to pornography when I feel alone, when I feel bored, when I feel rejected, Mm -hmm. when my dad is yelling at me, when I get in a fight with my husband, whatever it may be, figure those things out and understand your triggers because that will be helpful in the process of you getting freedom and seeing those roots. Absolutely. There's so much to it. And I love, you know, like what you're doing with Freedom Hub, which I'll give you a a chance to talk about in a second. Um, But even not even necessarily in the ministry of just how you just started sharing with, with others, because it truly is a silent struggle. And crazy enough, I literally can't remember a time where someone physically said it at church. Like, I don't think I ever remember he- hearing those words that like pornography is bad. Yeah. At least I, I don't remember because I am I feel like I would have been like you, like shaking in my boots, like, oh man. <laughs> but I, I don't think, so. like I knew it was bad internally. I knew like this is not good at all, but I don't think that was ever addressed and definitely not to, you know, a female crowd. Yeah. And I got saved in the middle of that addiction 
but you know, still struggled. And then it was not until I got to college and I was on the worship team in college. And so we had like a testimony time and never had mentioned it ever in my life. I just thought like, I'm taking it to the grave. Never going to talk about this because why would I like, I think something's literally wrong with me. And, um, my friend basically called me out on it. <laughs> I couldn't hide it if I wanted to. I think I said something super vague along the lines of like, oh. uh, you know, and I just, you know, struggled with some things. Like I kept it super vague, trying to just like blow over it. And she was like, you struggle with pornography. And I was like, <laughs> that's a good friend. Hey. Oh yeah. She's been my accountability partner literally oh, ever that. since. So like seven years going on seven years now. Um, but she straight called me out and I was so scared. Like I felt like I was going to die. I was so yeah. scared, but she met me with so much grace. And I actually found out that she was struggling and what somebody else was too. And I was like, wait, like in my mind was blown to know that I wasn't alone in this. And so, yes, like I, I love being able to bring light to this. And it also, it just like punches the enemy in his jaw because it's like, yes. you really thought like, I was going to just be silent about this and let other women struggle with this. And that's not happening. Like, I'm not doing it. I'm not that person anymore. So I don't have to feel shame or like, oh my gosh, like, I'm not even that person. Like, I'm a new creature. Now, the one thing I will say is that, um, and you mentioned this as well, is that, you know, like there is a process and knowing your triggers and your roots and stuff, that's so, so important. And, you know, that can go on forever. I can go on forever about that. But um, Mm -hmm. also knowing that, freedom does not mean that you will never be tested again and never be tempted again um and we see jesus was tempted in the bible like most holy was tempted and so we can see that temptation does not mean that we have sin now if we act upon the temptation then we commit the sin but i remember like i was like okay like i believe i'm free i believe i've been delivered from this like why am i still like Mm-hmm. wanting to do it again um so just be encouraged that yes we are in a place of freedom but i believe that we probably still have things i i definitely know that i do like set in place to make sure that like my mind is guarded you know like i'm not gonna oh i'm free let me just go watch i'm not even gonna mention some of the shows y'all be watching but i'm gonna go watch <laughs> like some of these random shows that you know it's just basically watching porn for an hour or you know like i'm not gonna listen to certain things or or even hang out with certain people who are just very, you know, like lustful, like I need to guard myself. So freedom um, may, you, you may still have temptations, but also um, just know that you are operating from a place of victory and from victory and not, not from defeat. So let that be an encouragement for those that are listening as well. Yes, that's so good. So um, Freedom Hub, tell us a little bit about it. Tell us how it got founded and where we are now. Yes, I'd love to. So for me, with my story, I, I got free um, around 17 of pornography. And then for me, it was a longer journey with masturbation. And honestly, as we were talking about Saul, it made me think about like how we can like be about partial obedience, where I was like, when I got free from pornography and I stopped doing that, and then I was um, still struggling with masturbation. For me, I thought that that was not as bad. So then I thought it was fine because I wasn't looking at a screen, but that's a whole other story. And the Lord <laughs> showed me and convicted me in that. Um, 
but I always knew that God was going to use me in this area to talk on my story. Cause even when I was struggling with it, I couldn't wait to tell my story, even though I hadn't been free yet. And so I knew it was just a matter of like God releasing me. I go to um, a mission school. I graduate from there. And that summer, the Lord just shifted something in me and I felt that release. And I posted, I heard God tell me to post my testimony on social media and on Instagram and totally out of the blue, not expecting the reaction that it would get. And it blew up and I had so many messages of women, thousands of messages to be exact of women telling me I struggled too. Um, I've never told somebody, thank you for sharing this. I felt so much shame or whatever. Can you pray for me? And so I saw like, okay, there is an absolute need. Like I assumed for this to be talked about. So fast forward, I get married and the Lord gives me a vision of me speaking on a zoom call and doing like a small group sort of thing, um, with women. And this was like, not that far into COVID. So this was like before zoom was even like a popular thing and I was like literally in my head I remember like zoom like that I guess that would work because everyone's inside you know and so I post on social media again and was like if you struggle with this join my small group and I was expecting maybe 15 20 people and our first call we had over 200 women on the call and so we did that for a year um and that was amazing there was so much breakthrough and then that's just when I realized okay I felt like God was saying, you, this is your calling. This is what you need to do. And so that's when Freedom Hub International was started. And so since then, uh, since 2021, we have been doing one-on-one disciple, discipleship with women that struggle with pornography or just masturbation or both um, and walking with them and seeing freedom in their lives. And it's been absolutely amazing seeing shame come off of them, not just um, you know, like not just addiction, but also the roots and going through childhood trauma and all of the things and just talking it out and praying with women. And really at the end of it, our heart and our goal is to just bring people to Jesus, no matter like that might look different for everybody. Um, but we just really believe that like real true healing that's going to last where and will sustain you will be from the Holy Spirit, not even from me, not from therapy, but from the Holy Spirit. So that's what we do. That's amazing. And, you know, it just reminds me of like Moses, like how, um, but not even Moses. So I, I thought about this because I watched this movie recently, but Harriet Tubman, the, the, her nickname was Moses. And so like, you know, she was a slave, she got free and she went back and got other people and mm-hmm. led them to freedom over and over and over again. And that's just what, like what it reminded me of just hearing your story and your journey through this is like, man, like, you know what it is to experience freedom and you wanted others to come alongside that and, mm-hmm. and just experience what it is to truly be free and so that's amazing and I know it's just so amazing to see God work you know in every one of their lives and how they get free and then they go help someone else and man that's amazing and I love to just you know like snatch people back from the enemy and let them let him know like you can't have them sorry (laughs) sorry not sorry (laughs) right right (laughs) I'm actually not sorry because I'll do it again and again until I die yes exactly That's amazing. Well, thanks so much for sharing. So very quick, last minute, if you had to just just give one little small bit of piece of advice to someone who's listening to this, who's just really struggling, they feel like 
they've just given up on trying to get free from porn or just they've they've just been disobedient in maybe other areas of their life like Saul what would be a piece of encouragement for them yeah I would say my piece of encouragement to you is just the way that you even look at your struggle um, with pornography and masturbation or with anything that we're trying to overcome I feel like once we make that mistake again we feel like we're starting all over or that like that torment of shame that we feel because the thing that we didn't want to do, we still do. Um, and I know with pornography and masturbation, I, if I messed up, it was like, I would, cause I used to count how many days that I would, I was good. A lot of people do that. And the Lord showed me that actually that was what was keeping me back. Because if I were to make a mistake, I would go back and say, okay, now it's, I've been free for one day. But God's like, no, you haven't been free for one day. And so it's this mindset shift of like, okay, I'm not starting over. I'm just continuing my journey. And because you can have this encounter with God, you can have all this healing that God is doing within you. And just because you're counting amount, the amount of days that you haven't struggled, you think that it's only been a day that you've been good, but God has done all of this stuff. These, the last one, two, five years in your heart, in your mind, um, because especially with pornography and masturbation, it is a journey. And I know like there, there are stories that it were like, yeah, like in one moment, in one worship moment, I just gave it all to God and I never watched porn again. And I never looked back. And that is amazing. That is very rare. Yeah. And if it does happen. It's because God was already doing something in them already working and doing other things inside of them. And yeah. so remember that it is a journey. So let's say tomorrow, don't speak this over you, but say tomorrow you make a mistake, you, you mess up. Don't let that be the thing that sets you back where you start to believe the lies of the enemy that says you're never going to get free because you will, and you are going to be free. Um, and another thing I want to say is, is we, I know for myself, I used to think, okay, I used to pray God free me. And then I make a mistake and then wonder, God, why didn't you set me free? And I'd blame it on God. And I think it's important to see that it's not God's fault when we mess up or when we are tempted, like you were talking about, um, but that actually it's our choice. We are making the choice. Now we might be tempted by the enemy, but at the end of the day, we have to take full ownership of the choices we make. Um, but with that, it's important to know, like I said, going back to your roots and seeing what doors are open in my life. You know, am I looking at, shows that are pretty much like porn um and do i struggle with the spirit of rejection is that in my life um and seeing okay where what doors are open in my life that are leading this um spirit to continue of perversion to continue to tempt me and yeah. so see for those doors that are open and close them do it with god don't do it by yourself do it with god yeah. invite somebody in and you're, you're not alone and you're not, it won't be like this forever. I promise you. That's so good. Those are very practical pieces of advice because you're right. People will, we count the days, like, like it's an AA meeting or something, you know, like we count the days and, you know, it's very easy to be like, ah, oh, well, okay. And I know for me, I vividly remember one night when by this point I'm leading Bible studies on my college campus. And it's like, oh, I can't mess up now. And, yeah. um, this is right after that I actually began fasting and praying and I got serious about it but I was just so heartbroken like 
at myself. And I remember just laying there on the floor, just crying. And I remember saying, God, if you want anything to do with me still, like I'm here because I just felt like he doesn't, Mm -hmm. that's it. He's done. There's nothing he wants to do with me. Like why me? I should just end the Bible studies. Like, how am I going to be hypocritical? You know, I just went on and on and on and the enemy was feeding me lies and I was just eating it up. And so, um, it is very good to know that like freedom is for us, regardless of the lies that we want to tell ourselves. So yeah, that's amazing for sure. And I thank you. And that God can still use you even, even if you're struggling with the inner thing that does not hinder God because you can't hinder God. Yes. Period. Like you can't, and we will talk ourselves. We will talk ourselves out of stuff. He's like, Mm -hmm. like I qualified you. I still see you. I still have grace for you. Um, so yeah thanks so much for sharing that so where can they find you on social media on websites how can they get in contact with you yes I the best way to get in contact with me would be over our Instagram our Instagram is freedom hub intl international um so it's freedom hub intl but international for short um and you also can see us and look us up on our website freedomhubintl.com and you're welcome to check out our website or message me on instagram if there are anything is if there's anything you want me to pray for or if you want to talk about um, we will be having new things that are coming up in 2023 um, and resources for you so if you follow our instagram page you'll be able to see those things that are coming up that's exciting i i want y'all to reach out if this is something that resonated with you absolutely feel free to reach out to Taylor or myself. We would love nothing more than to walk you through this. And I already know that this episode will resonate with a lot of people. You may be listening to this, and this may be the first time that we've put words to your struggle. Um, You may be in a place where you don't have anyone that you can tell without feeling like there'll be guilt or shame, or you just feel like you may get in trouble maybe, or whatever it is. So if you need help, if you need to get free, if you want that, and you just not know you don't know where to start or you don't know where to turn here we are we are available for you I absolutely want y'all to check out this ministry there's a lot of great resources for you and this is part of my story but this ministry is entirely dedicated to this specific topic so I want y'all to get in get involved and get free Taylor this was a great conversation thank you so much for being a part thank you so much for having me on Yeah, this was great. And so for those that are listening or watching, make sure that you follow Freedom Hub International. But if you haven't already, make sure you check out Christian Girls Pop. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Christian Girls Pop. And you can check out our website at christiangirlspop.com. Also, make sure that y'all, if you haven't already, make sure you purchase your ebook, Scripture Made Simple, so that you can go through the book, um, go through the Bible in a year with a group of women who are going to be doing the same thing all year long. It's a great place to keep each other accountable and encouraged. So thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode. And as always, remember, Jesus already loves you so much. Don't you ever forget that.